Paul there, Revelation chapter 4, verse number 1. After these things I looked, and behold, a door standing open in heaven. And the first voice which I heard, had heard, like the sound of a trumpet speaking with me, said, Come up here, and I will show you what must take place after these things. Well, this is a verse that I want to look at this morning, and uh, this morning's word is higher ground. Hallelujah. Jesus rose from the dead. He's risen. How many of you believe that? He's risen. He rose from the dead. On the third day, we know it, a stone was rolled away, and the angel said, he's not here. He lives. He's risen from the dead. Amen? And then, you know what happened then? they all there, and they saw Jesus be taken up into heaven, right? And Jesus, they said, in the same way that you have seen the Son of Man going up, so he shall come. Amen? How many of you believe he's coming again? Amen. He's coming again. We don't know when. We don't know the day or the hour. But the Bible says, keep looking up, for he's coming again. Amen? And where is Jesus right now? Jesus is sitting at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. Hallelujah. Or standing, too, at the right hand of God Almighty. And Jesus, we believe. How many of you believe in Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord? Jesus rose from the dead that he might raise you and I up from where we were, up from death into life in Christ. How many of you know when we were born again, born anew into Christ Jesus, we were given a new heart, a new spirit. We've been given a new life because the Bible declares we've been born again. Amen. And so Jesus has now raised us up from where we've been and he's put us in a place to where we are now. How many of you know you're in a different place since you've been born again? Hallelujah. And so we are risen with Christ. Say with me, I am risen with Christ. It's true. It's not a trick thing. It's true. I am risen with Christ. Amen. And so we've got to make a decision in our lives. We've got a purpose in our heart that I'm risen with Christ. I am going to rise above the situations and circumstances of my life because Christ is above all things. Amen. And so God wants us to rise up above things and be able to deal with life, to deal with the situations and circumstances of life from a whole different perspective. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When we look at life and we look at situations and circumstances from an earthly point of view or a natural point of view, they can be overwhelming. It can be disheartening. It can be frustrating. But when we rise above and look at things from the perspective of heaven, things look awful different. Hallelujah. And so in taking hold of our new life in Christ, one thing that is a crucial first step is the words of Jesus to John. A crucial step in our walk with the Lord is to come up. Come up here. Come up here is the call of Christ to our lives. To come up here, to look, to be with Jesus and to look at things from his perspective. To look at things from his position. To look at things from the place that God has put you. God has brought us up to higher ground. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so in John chapter 4 verse 1, Jesus gave John a crucial first step 
in, in knowing that he is risen Lord and if we, he, we, we are risen with him then he says come on up here it says after these things I looked and behold a door standing open or a door opened in heaven it wasn't a door that was being opened it was a door that was opened an entranceway or a portal into heaven where God himself has his throne where all the glory and power is there's a portal there's a doorway not just anyone could enter into that realm only by Christ being raised from the dead only by his blood and being shed his body broken and only by his resurrection he went into the holy of holies and sprinkled his blood on the mercy seat and when he did that God opened heaven's door and everyone anyone who is born again believers in Jesus Christ washed in the blood have access into that portal or that doorway of heaven what does God say in Hebrews that you are to come boldly before the throne of God in Jesus' name to fight. Where is that throne? It's through that doorway and through that portal that once was closed before the blood of Christ was shed, before Jesus rose from the dead, that doorway to heaven was closed. You or me or no one could enter in through that portal until Jesus rose from the dead. Hallelujah. The love of God was towards us, but the door was closed. If the door was open, there would be no need for Jesus to come and die and rise again and open the door. And so the door has been opened when Christ rose from the dead and entered in. Hallelujah. That's why Jesus was telling his disciples before it even happened, on the way, the truth and the life. In John chapter number 10, verses 7 through 9, Jesus says, I am the door. I am the door. And in the Greek, the word he uses for, for, for door is the same word used here in Revelation, through Ra, which is a doorway, an entranceway. When Jesus says, I am the door, and he told his disciples that no man cometh through the Father but by me, and here in Revelation it says, John saw a door opened, Jesus is the open door. Jesus is the way into the portal. I want to tell you a story, and some of you may have heard this, but it just it's a real, it's a true story. And I have to, because every time I think of Jesus as being the door, the entranceway, the portal to heaven, I can it just I have to share it. My uncle was a good was a in the natural realm, he was a good man. And he would always help people out, do things. And one day he was, uh, he used to do flooring and I used to work with him, me and my brother, when we were younger. And, and one day, uh, he found in this closet, cause we used to do sometimes old homes and re-sand the floors. And, and he found this little book in the closet one day and it says that God is not real. And one day he believed that book. And to make a long story short, I became born again and started to, to, to witness to him. And he says, oh, no, no, that little book, uh, he says, I read that little book, and that little book convinced me there is, there is no God. And I was trying to tell him, uncle, it's not true, there is a God in heaven. Make a long story short, one day, uh, he was having heart difficulty. He was rushed to the hospital. He, they de declared him dead in the emergency room. And my aunt had called me. They says, come, 
your uncle has been had a heart attack. He's been rushed to the hospital. She called me back later and she said she was crying and she says they pronounced him dead. And then she called back shortly thereafter and she said he's, he, he came back to life. He came back to life. He came, and then a day later, the next day or two days later, she said, you must come and see your uncle. He's calling for you. He wants to talk with you. And he, she said, you have to be by yourself. He doesn't want anyone else in the room. I went in the room. I said, uncle, what is it? He says, I can't tell this to anybody because they will think I'm crazy. But I have to talk to you because I know you'll understand. He says, I had a heart attack and they told me, the doctors and everything told me that I died on that table. My heart stopped. Everything stopped. He said, and I was seeing myself leave my body. He said, and I was taken up and all of a sudden everything was dark and black. He said, and suddenly I heard someone calling my name. Tommy. Tommy. He said, and they were calling my name with love. It wasn't an angry call. He said, it was a call that made me want to made me want to go towards that voice. He said, and I looked to where the voice was calling me. He said, and I saw a man. He said, and I don't know how else to explain it. He said, but I saw someone who was in the shape of a door and he was so beautiful, so good to look at. He said, and I wanted to go and I started to go and then all of a sudden I stopped. And he said, and he kept calling my name, Tommy, come, Tommy. And he says, I said, no, no. I'm not going to go. I'm not going to go. And he turned around. He said, and the next thing I know, I was back on the table and they were working on me. He said, but I, I don't know who else to talk to. He said, what was that? What happened to me? What did I see? He said, can you tell me? I said, to Uncle Tommy, I said, you saw Jesus. I said, the Bible declares that Jesus says he is the door and he was calling you. You need to believe on him that need to repent of your sins and call upon his name. No, I'm a good man. I'm not a sinner. I'm a good man. I don't believe in sin. I'm a good man. I'm a good man. And I said, I kept telling him, Uncle Tommy, that was Jesus saying we all have sinned. And he lives. He wants you to have life with him to enter through that portal, that entrance into heaven. And I shared the gospel with him. I shared what it was all about. But he kept insisting, I'm a good man. I have no sin. I'm a good man. And I went home that day praying for him. Next day he died. He passed on. But I give you this story to tell you. Here's my uncle who was telling me what he saw. And it was real to him. It was shocking to him. Jesus is the doorway into eternal life. When we pass from this life, there's a doorway and it's Jesus and we will have entrance into eternal life. Hallelujah. I'm sorry. Every time I read that where Jesus is the door, I can't help but think of my uncle and what he experienced. Hallelujah. Stephen, you know, the account in Acts chapter number seven, verses 55 to 56. Stephen was being stoned and he was about to die. And it says, but being full of the Holy Ghost are full of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. How many of you are filled with the Holy Ghost and with the Holy Spirit? Amen. It says, Stephen, being filled with the Holy Ghost, he looked up steadfastly into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right 
hand of God. You see, God made Stephen see that open door. He made Stephen see the throne of God and Jesus standing at the throne, ready to welcome Stephen home. Hallelujah. And he said, Behold, Stephen said, I see the heavens open and the Son of Man, Jesus, standing at the right hand of God. Hallelujah. Stephen saw an open door and he saw Jesus standing at the right hand of God. He saw a risen Savior, a risen Lord. Hallelujah. And that's what God wants us to see. That as we look into heaven, we see Jesus alive. He lives and he's seated at the right hand of heaven, right hand of God in heaven. And in Matthew chapter 3, verse 16, when Jesus was baptized by John in the, in the Jordan, it says that Jesus, as he was baptized, as he was coming out of the water, it says the heavens were opened unto him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending upon him like a dove. When Jesus rose from the dead and ascended into heaven and opened the way of heaven, the entranceway of heaven, that was the open portal from which God outpours His Holy Spirit upon everyone who believes. Thank God for the open door of heaven through which you have been filled with the Holy Spirit of the living God. Hallelujah. How many of you believe God outpoured His Holy Spirit into your life? Yes, He has. If you're born again, you've been, you've been outpouring, has come into your life, and you have the Holy Spirit of the living God in you. And so we have to see spiritually. We have to get a glimpse and an understanding that Jesus lives. He is seated next to God Almighty in the heavenly realm. And the door is open for you and I to have access to God, to Jesus, and to the Holy Spirit of the living God. That's a crucial step that we must take. If we don't see that door as being open to us, then we will be defeated. We will be discouraged. We will be struggling on our own power and efforts, and we will be dismayed. But if we see that that door is open and that I have access in through that door to the blessings of God, to the promises of God, to the throne of God, to Jesus himself, to Father God through Jesus, then life is totally different. How you live, how you think, how you act, how you respond. Life begins to change for us as we understand the door to heaven is opened unto me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Boy, if that door was closed, we'd be in big trouble. We, we can knock all we want and there'd be no reason for God to open that door. But because God loved us enough to give us His only begotten Son who went to Calvary, who rose again. Now the door is open and God said, Who? Soever will come, come. Through the name of Jesus. Through faith in Christ our Lord. And the Bible says, Once we understand that the door has been opened, it's been opened for a reason too. Not to, for us to understand we have access, but why do we have access? One of the reasons we have access is now we can hear from God. Hallelujah. We can hear and receive the living word of God. The Bible says here that when he was, saw the door open, 
And the first voice that he heard was like a trumpet. Hallelujah. When we're born again, God rejoices over us. And the Bible says, blessed are those who hear the joyful sound, the joyful, who know the joyful shout. Hallelujah. God, the trumpet of God now sounds and God wants our attention. He wants us to incline our ear to what thus saith the Lord. Hallelujah. And the trumpet is sounding. When the trump sounded in Israel, it was to get their attention, to come and gather round, come and listen up to what's going down. Come on, there's, there's something happening, come on. And the trump was a call to come into the gathering place. And here John, he heard the trumpet and it was trying to get John's, it was getting John's attention to listen up. How many of you know God wants us to listen up to his word? I love to incline my ear to the word of the Lord. You know, when you're reading God's word, when you're meditating on God's word, you're hearing the word of God. God is speaking to us. You know, we don't need an audio cassette. We don't need a, you know, a bunch of speakers to hear God. We just need the word of God to read it and to give a spiritual ear to hear what thus saith the Lord. And so God opened the door and God began to speak to him. And God speaks to us through the Logos, the written word of God, and he speaks to us through the Rhema word of God, which is God speaking his voice through the Holy Spirit into our lives. We don't have just one way of communication with God, we have two. We have the written word of God which speaks to us day in and day out. The word of God in us is always speaking to us. And that we're filled with the spirit of the living God. God speaks to us also through the rhema word of God. When that's why it's so important. When we, it says, I saw an open door. Come on up here. Come and hear the word of God. You see, when we worship God, when we're praising God and worshiping God, when we're in the presence of God, when we're bowing before him and sometimes we're just quiet, God can speak to us in the rhema word of God. And it's in the presence of God. In worship, where are we? We're in the heavenly realm in worship. We're before the throne of God, worshiping God. We've gone through that open door. We're in that doorway. And we're worshiping God. And God can speak to us in many different ways. God does use people, but we don't need to look for people to hear the voice of God. We need to look to the Word of God, and we need to put our ourselves in a place of worship before God and say, God, speak into my life. Speak to my heart. Change me, Lord God. I'm listening. Sometimes we've got to stop talking and start listening. We need to talk. We need to express our needs and make them known to God. God commands us to do that, but God also says, take time to listen. And so you see, to pay attention, pay attention, pay attention to the Word of God. That's why when I, every time I go to church, every time I go to a, a, a pastor's conference or wherever I go, I pay attention to the Word being preached because I want to hear a word for my life from God. I know that the man or woman up there is bringing forth the word. They're vessels of God that God works through. 
But the word is not, I'm not hearing their word, I'm hearing God's word through them. And that's why don't look at the individual, listen to what is being said with spiritual ears hungry to receive what God has to say to you. Hallelujah. And then God wants us to respond to what we have in his word. We've got to respond to God. A voice spoke to John. A voice has spoken to you and I. You know, in the computer world, I don't know, whenever you sign up for a newsletter or something where you want communication from that, uh, that uh, organization or whatever it might be, it says, if you want, sign up for the email. Because they just can't send it to you because it's spam. But it says, if you want us to communicate with you, we're going to send you an email, click on that email, and that will mean that you choose for us, me, to respond to you. And this is what God is saying to us. God has opened the door and says, I'm willing to, to speak with you. Do you choose for me to communicate with you? It's your choice. How many of you know it's your choice to communicate with God? God is willing to, but he's not going to spam anybody. He's going to just say, if you want me to dialogue with you, just let me know, and I will begin sending you emails. I will begin speaking to your heart and mind and soul. And so you've got to go and open it up and click and say, yes, Lord, yes, I want that communication to come. I want it in my computer or in my hard drive. And we've got to say, yes, Lord, I want to hear your word. I want you to speak to my life, Lord. Yes, I give you permission. Lord, I'm hungry and thirsty for you to speak into my life. I give you my ear. I want to hear. We've got to be willing and say, yes, Lord, speak to me. Speak to me. Speak to me, Lord. And that's why when you open the Word of God to read it and to study it, say, Lord, I want to hear your Word from my life. Teach me, Lord. Teach me, Lord. Let me have understanding. Give me, Holy Spirit. Come and help me to assimilate the Word of God that it may change and change my life and transform me. We've got to be willing. God will not force anything upon us, but we need to be willing saying, yes, Lord. Oh, I say, yes, Lord. Hallelujah. How about you? Do you say, yes, Lord? Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. God wants to dialogue with us anywhere, anytime, any day. But we've got to want to enter in and be in that place to hear from God. The door is open. The choice is ours. Hallelujah. And the call went out to John to come up here, John. Come up here, John. Where was John? He was on the earth. Come up here, John, in the spirit now. Come up here, John. When we're born again, when we understand that Jesus lives, there's an open door. Spiritually, not physically, spiritually, we need to relocate. Nobody, not people will like to relocate so much. We were real estate agents, my wife and I, back in the Poconos many years ago. And we learned one thing in real estate. Location, location, location is everything. You got that? Location, location, location. Spiritually, where we are, where we are makes a big difference in who we are and what we are to become. And when Jesus says, come up here, he's calling us now to relocate. To understand, hey, my home is not on this earth. 
My home is in heaven. That's where my real home is. And, and that is where wisdom and knowledge and understanding is. That's where truth is. That's where my counsel is. That's where my guidance is, is at the throne of God from heaven. It's from Jesus Christ, my Savior and my Lord. And so I want to look upward. I want to look to the Word of God and to the throne of God. Because when I locate myself, when I understand that's where I need to position myself, I begin to understand and see things in a whole different light. Because the Bible declares, the Bible says, we, God wants us to be the head and not the tail. we got to relocate from being the tail to being the head. I don't know, do you like to stay at being a tail? Well, the Bible says it doesn't want you to be the tail, it wants you to be the head. If you're comfortable being the tail, well then, hey, you're losing out. You're missing. You're missing it all. But God says, I'm the glory and the lifter of your head. I've come that you be the head and not the tail. That you be above and not beneath. This is what the Word of God said. God wants to reposition us, reposition our thinking, reposition all in who we are from being the head, from being the tail to being the head, from being below to being above. And so we need to relocate, and when we do relocate, we need to believe in our new life in Jesus Christ. I believe that I am a new creation in Christ. We've got to confess that. I'm a new creation in Jesus Christ. Say that with me. I'm a new creation in Jesus Christ. We've got to believe that. That just can't be a little phrase or a little saying that we say. It's a reality of who we are. I am a new creation in Jesus Christ. I am relocated. I'm no longer beneath, but I am above. Not with arrogance, not with pride, but I'm above what I used to be. I'm above where I used to be because Christ elevated me. Christ raised me from the dead. Christ took me out of darkness and brought me into his marvelous light. How many of you ever watched Superman? Maybe the, I don't know. How many of you have ever watched Superman growing up as a kid? Clark Kent. You remember Clark Kent? He was the mild-mannered reporter. And he knew that as a mild-mannered reporter, he was a good man, he wasn't bad, but he was limited to what he can do. Wasn't he? Mild-mannered reporter. But when, when there was emergency, when there was a need, he would run down when nobody was, he would go down into that little phone booth and do his chain and he would put on that cape and he would come out of there and he'd be a new creature. And he would take off and it says he would be able to leap tall buildings in a single bound. He didn't have to keep trying. It, one leap and he was gone. He was up and over. It says he was more powerful than a locomotive, faster than a speeding bullet. You know all of that stuff. He was, he was transformed in a place and then when that was over he went back and he put on his Clark Kent and mild-mannered reporter once again but we have to understand that in a spiritual perspective that without Christ in our lives we are like a mild-mannered reporter we might be good but we when there's needs in the world we're powerless to help if we're just without Christ in our life 
there's only so much we can do. But when we go into the Word, we don't go into a phone booth. We go in. We don't go into a phone booth and put a costume on. We go into the Word of God and we put on Christ. And when we put on Christ, we are more powerful than any superman because God is almighty. God is supernatural. And when we are in Christ, you have supernatural abilities and powers. Why? Not because of you, but because of Christ who is in you. And so when you put on Jesus Christ, who is risen from the dead, you have in you the power to change someone's life. You have power to lay hands on somebody and say, be healed. You have power to set captives free. You have power to help someone come out of darkness and into his marvelous light. And if you don't think that's better than leaping a building in a single bound, if you don't think that's more powerful than a locomotive, if you don't think God can work quicker in the blinking of an eye, he can change your life, make him born again. If you don't think that's faster than a speeding bullet, then I don't know. So God wants us to understand in Christ, Know who you are in Christ. The door of heaven has been opened. God is speaking into our lives. Put on Christ. Put on Christ. Be in Christ. And if Christ is in you and you are in Christ, all things are possible. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's why we need to go into the Word of God and put on Christ. Romans 13, 14, Galatians 3, 27, both say that. Put on Christ. Put on Christ. And Matthew 19, 26, and Mark 9, 23 says, when we are in Christ, all things are possible. All things are possible. Hallelujah. I used to love watching Superman, but... Oh my God, I love to see Jesus at work in the lives of people. I know what He's done for me. I know His power changed my life. I know His power is changing my life. And I desire His power at work in me to change the lives of people around me. Put on Christ. Put on Christ. Be Christ in your community, in your workplace, wherever you are. There's power. Paul says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel because it's the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believes. Hallelujah. You see, the Word of God is in the earth, on the earth, but the Word of God is not of the earth. The Word of God is of heaven. The Word of God is from that portal. Through that portal, there is a mighty or powerful throne where God the Father sits, He rules and He reigns, and He sends forth His Word through Christ Jesus. And that Word that you have in your hand is on earth, but its source and its power is from heaven almighty. It's from that portal, that doorway that has been opened. The power of God has been coming forth, and you have it right here in your hands. And if we take this power and ingest it into our spirit, into our being. That's why the Bible says, be renewed. Let your mind be renewed. Let your mind be renewed. Start thinking differently. Start thinking from 
You have access to the Almighty God, to the throne of God. You have access to put on Christ. You have access to be filled and anointed with the Holy Spirit of God. And because of that, you will make a difference in this world around you. And so we've got to see that open doorway and that voice speaking to us as life-changing, as powerful, that it will turn my life around and it's able to turn around the lives of the people around my life. Because not only do we hear that God's Word is powerful, we see that in that entranceway, as we hear the Word of God, it's filled with promises and blessings to you. When we go into that open door and we listen to the voice, when we hear God's we see the manifold promises of God to your life. Isn't that wonderful? That God's Word is filled with promises, but not only to, to, to change our lives, to bless us, but to make us to live in a whole new perspective. Hallelujah. Because Jesus was showing John something that was as relevant then as it is to you and I today. That if we understand and we believe that door, that portal's been opened for you and me to have access into heaven, to receive the word of God, and to have our lives transformed, filled and anointed with the Holy Spirit, then we will begin to see. When we're up there, we'll begin to see what Jesus sees. Jesus sees the, uh, the, everything as nothing is impossible for me. And we've got to be with Jesus, to see through his eyes, nothing is possible for my Savior who lives in me, who loves me, who gave himself for me. All things are possible if we believe. And Lord Jesus, I want to know, I want to understand the word of the living God. For as I understand the word of God, I wrap the word of God around the situation and it will change. We don't wrap the situation, as my wife used to say, around the word but we wrap the Word of God around our situation and it will change. Hallelujah. And then we will be empowered and to realize. But we have to understand today that He is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. He lives. He is a living Savior, a living Lord. He is Almighty God. He lives and we are risen with Him. And Jesus is saying, come up here. Come up here relocate put yourself next to me with me because in me all things are possible and he says come and listen and hear and learn come and find your help at the throne of god come and receive the anointing and the power and the strength that you need to overcome and it says when you come when we come up we'll be able to step out in faith step in through that open door and step out in faith and I want to close with this. In Matthew chapter 13, verse number 16. Matthew chapter 13, verse number 16. Jesus talking to his disciples. And he says, But blessed are your eyes, for they see. What do their eyes see? What do your eyes see? You see an open portal that you have access to the throne of God. You have access to the help of God. You have access to the wisdom and the knowledge and the understanding of God. You have access to all the storehouses of heaven. If you can see that, you are blessed. 
If you can't see that, then the Bible says you're not blessed. And so God wants us to see, I am blessed. God has opened the portal of heaven for me, and I have access to the storehouses of heaven, the things that will transform my life, the things that will change my life, the things that will build me and grow me in my most holy faith. I have access, and I'm going to use that access to change. I'm going to use that access for the glory of God. And it says, blessed are your eyes for they see, and your ears for they hear. You see, the trumpet sounded and John inclined his ear. There were others where the trumpet sounded, where Jesus spoke, and others didn't incline their ear. They went like this. But Jesus says, Blessed are you who ear, whose ears hear the living word of God, the Logos and the Rhema word of God. Blessed are your ears that hear. Blessed are your eyes that see. Come on. Come up higher with Jesus. Come on, step up over your situation. Step higher than your situation and your circumstances. And take the Word of God and speak the Word of God with faith, believing over whatever it is you're facing. And trust God to help you and strengthen you and to overcome. That's why Jesus says, with the Bible declares, we are more than conquerors. We are above and not beneath. We are the head and not the tail. We're not in darkness anymore. We've been brought into the marvelous light of the truth of God's Word. Let's receive it. Let's put it into action. Let's step out on the Word of God. Step in through the portal of heaven and step out with faith in the Word of God. Amen.